on Saturdays, check out the Fantastic Live show on Saturdays at 8 p.m., all right, on Vox Power, all right? I hope I said the last part right. <laughs> Thank you, DJ Cool. Everybody, welcome to the Fantastic Live show. Oh, my gosh, it's been a hot minute. I'm so excited to be back in this seat. Shout out to DJ Cool and not DJ Money this week doing the drop because I'm mad at him. Um, so, you know, petty is as petty does. Um, anyway, no, I love anybody who supported me, but you know, money, call me. We got, I got a bone to pick. Anyway, thank you so much. It's been a, you know, a couple months since I've been in this seat. Uh, let me make sure that, you know, everything is good. Boobs, weave popping, Ron. Great. Um, I'm sorry that I've been gone. It's just been a whole lot going on. I've been f living my dreams full time and, you know, also, ex you know, changing jobs to where now I work for myself. And so when you work for yourself, there's a lot that it, it entails and I don't have a lot of time. But I had to cut out working on the weekend, well, Saturday, because I need to be here with you guys. And I'm so grateful and so thankful to everybody that's tuned in um, and for sticking by me. I'm back because the fans always want me to be back. And I'm only here for the love and the strength of you and the DMV. So call me, 240-719-2560. Tell me that you love me, you hate me. On International Women's Day, which was yesterday, I got so much hate. And it was all from men. 
And we could talk about that in a second, but I'm just like, geez. So, I mean, I really don't care if you want to call and hate on me and talk some shit. That's fine. And we'll get into that. I try not to name no names, but you know. So I just want to catch up with what I've been doing over the course of this couple of months. Um, obviously, it's been the holidays and getting through that, but I've been trying to change and become a lot healthier and, and kind of stay out of the mix. You know, I quit partying last year, and now it's just kind of like grown woman season. Um, and knowing that I don't have to have any type of vice or any type of crutch to to just be myself you know going on stage going to award shows um filming a reality show and all these different things and doing it sober has been a change you know but i want to make sure that my show shows people number one mental health is uh, very important so i definitely want to make sure that when people watch my show that they know that that is what i'm here for but also that you don't have to have a crutch you know it can make your mental health a lot worse it's okay to just be yourself and not be reliant on on something some kind of substance or whatever um, to do that. So we'll discuss that further in just a second, but really quickly, I just want to talk about what I've been doing. Shout out to Craig and Henry and everybody from Congressional Media. They are people that I met backstage whenever I go to, um, uh, Bethesda Blues and Jazz, which is my old stomping ground. I also I always go for the Joe Claire show because he is a longtime friend of mine and and he you know somebody that I've always looked up to. Today is March 9th, which is uh, the day that Biggie died, and just and in saying that, Joe Claire was the last person to interview Biggie. So I want to send a shout out to him and for Big, who is one of the best who ever did it, and you know for Joe for being somebody who can have that on his resume like is amazing. But I met these two gentlemen downstairs right after I hosted the event here um, that we did for Vox Wave uh, for the community event that we did a couple months ago and they just kind of were talking to me and asking me you know what I did and and you know who I was and we got into a great conversation and we just clicked and they asked me, you know, would we like to work with you in the future? Just let me know. Great. So months and months go by, and I'm just like, okay, you know, people talk, and people say, you know, when I see you, we'll link up, we'll do whatever. And I actually got that call, and it was to do and film and um, be assistant director of a reality show, which is currently going to be called Naked 360. And it is called that because we were filming at Stadium Club. Um, so for those who don't know, Under a Rock Stadium uh, Nightclub is the, stri the strip club um, over here <clears throat> in D.C. And it is a legendary strip club. You hear about it in a lot of songs, Drake songs, Wale songs, and things like that. And once upon a time, when I was a part of the Resurrecting Queens, I hosted Stadium Club. So it was an amazing experience for me. Um, obviously, getting up on stage with a pole next to me and not taking my clothes off was very uh, different for the crowd. Um, so thanks for the little bit of dollars that I got. Um, but it was uh, I didn't really pay attention to the, you know, the woman up here up top and the woman down there. I just kind of did my job. So when they asked me to go into stadium um, to film this reality show, I was just kind of like, not necessarily wary. I mean, naked girls are naked girls, but it's, you know, me as a woman who's not naked, walking into that specific environment could be... Um, it could be uh, not a good thing for a lot of women who aren't confident, who don't have any um, draw or pull to um, being a sex worker. Um, as they are called, or, you know, I just had to make sure that I let these women know that I don't want your job. You do it so much better than me, uh, you know, and getting to know them as women instead of holding this, you know, uh, preconceived notion about strippers, because underneath all of that, they are true women. I've had a lot of stripper friends um, back in the day. 
sorry, Mom. Um, I was a bartender at a strip club, so that was a crazy thing. But it also, you know, showed me the the upper crust of society and the lower bottom feeders of society. And it showed me a lot about men that I'd never, you know, knew before. And it taught me a lot about life. It really did. So going in and doing this reality show and not only, you know, just doing it, but being a production, you know, being on production, being a producer of it and being an assistant director where I get my first credit is all I really cared about. Um, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, we've been doing a lot of filming. Um, there's a lot of drama, of course. And when women are left up to their vices and a little bit of alcohol, it creates a lot of entertainment. So be on the lookout for that. I just want to say I'm so grateful and so thankful because I finally get to do what I was meant to do. And all it is is having, you know, the strength and the confidence and the belief in God and knowing that, you know, nothing lasts forever. You have to pull yourself out of whatever hole of, you know, that you're dealing with or what you're going through and just know that God has a bigger plan for you. So it's been a great, amazing experience to work with them. We have a lot of things coming to you um, as a collective group. So just stay tuned for that. Um, and, and I'm, and, and just make sure that when you do, don't judge me. Um, so anyway, we got a, quite a few things to talk about today. I was just letting Ron know that I have quit all of my vices, like I just told you. And so, which it takes me to a story, um, which I wanted to read because it kind of like, you know, was a little crazy to me. So you have the K Dallas Cowboys, which I know is Ron's favorite team and, um, salute to that letter. Listen. I don't know anything about football. I remember one day a few years ago, I had put on Facebook that I like Dallas because they have sparkles on their helmet and a star. And everybody went nuts. Like, it was a horrible experience to let people know that I had to delete it because it's like, listen, I don't really, you know, if we were really talking, I would probably pick Oakland or something because I'm from Cali or pick the Ravens because I like their colors. But with that said, the Cowboys are, you know, a really good team. And there's a young man named David Irving. Do you know who that is? I have no idea who he is. But apparently, you know, he, while smoking, went on his Instagram Live and um, said that he was indefinitely suspended from the Dallas Cowboys team because of smoking weed. And, you know, it's, um, it's kind of like it's hard to say. It's hard to, 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 to put some type of spin on it because it helps a lot of people with their, you know, with their anxiety, their depression, with their pain, with a lot of things, you know, it has a lot of medicinal purposes. Um, and it's probably, I don't think it's legal and well, I guess it doesn't really matter because they travel so much, uh, if it's legal in Dallas or whatever. But with that said, it's kind of like when you get in trouble and you're on probation, it doesn't matter where it's legal. You're just not allowed to smoke. So he said on his Instagram Live that, you know, while he was smoking his J, that he was going to quit the NFL because he didn't want people to tell, be able to tell him when he could or when he could not smoke. And I was sitting here to myself and I'm thinking, you know, like power to the people. You should be able to do whatever you want with your own body. Nobody should be able to tell you whatever. But is it worth your whole entire career? Is it worth millions of dollars a year to be able to smoke? I mean, I don't know how long a contract lasts. Maybe it lasts like a few years. And, I'm, and, and, and maybe, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But if somebody said to me, all you got to do is play a game 
and I'm gonna pay you millions of dollars a year and sponsorships and everything else. I'm gonna tuck that weed away until when it's over. It's just not worth it to me. And it's kind of like an experience I'm dealing with in my own personal life. It's not worth it to me to be able to spark up whenever I want to or do all these different things, whether or not it is legal or not, you know, which it is not legal in Virginia, disclaimer. Um, so don't say that I told you it was, but you know, I just kind of think about it, you know, people, you know, it's it's a different day and age and the medicinal purposes of weed has been explained and you know, it's 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 kind of hard because there's a lot of doctors who, you know, that people that I know say that they told their doctors that they were doing it in Virginia and the doctor said I'd rather you do that than take opioids. So doctors are agreeing to this. But when do you draw that line? Is it really worth it for your family? Has he made enough money to where he could just quit? I mean it to each his own, but to me it's just like you know, that shows addiction in itself. And I really, if I was to say right now that I'm going to lose everything in my life if I continue to smoke or not, um, and if I choose to smoke regardless, I can no longer say that weed is not an addictive substance because I am choosing to smoke a substance as opposed to dealing with these issues that are going on. And that's just not something I'm willing to do. I'm in my A game right now and, and I'm okay with doing it not without a foggy eye. Last year when I was uh, a, couple, a year and a half ago, because it's almost been a year that I've been here next month or this month actually. Um, so I would say a year and a half ago, two years, whenever the accident happened and I was waking up every day drinking my drink of choice, champagne and drinking while driving and going everywhere, just as drunk, um, which I had done for so long, because it's kind of difficult being in this industry and not being on something, but also it gave me, not necessarily liquid courage, but I was around a lot of people and a lot of women who I really couldn't tolerate unless I was drunk. Um, and it took me having to quit that, you know, not necessarily being sober because every once in a while or whatever, but it took me, you know, to be able to quit doing that and, and outside looking in and obviously people telling me the type of person that I was when I was drunk, which wasn't a raging monster or an angry drunk. If anything, I'm a very happy, passive, passive drunk, a very sultry drunk, you know, somebody who just loves everybody, you know, and uh, it goes to show now because when people talk the same shit that they used to or to me or to undermine me or to make me feel a certain type of way, I no longer giggle <laughs> and give them an excuse. It's like, fuck you too. So now I'm able to stand up because I have this clear, you know, mind and this confidence that comes from within and not because of some alcohol. So it's really to prove to myself that I can totally do this. Now, it's not going to be forever because I do deal with all that anxiety and things like that still that I don't want to take, you know, this medication all the time and be stuck on and, and, and it's, I don't want to take psycho psychoactive drugs or whatever, you know, to take care of. But if I can, you know, go through this transition and be OK with it, then who knows, maybe on the outside. On the, on the other side of it, I won't, you know, need to smoke. Congratulations to certain people here who haven't smoked in over, in like three, four decades and, and was willing to put that down and, and, and move course with their life. No alcohol, no drugs. Like, that's something that I don't know. And it's a great thing to feel, to wake up and not feel, you know, hungover and all these different things. Correct. Right. Yeah, 
you got that job, you don't have to worry about passing any tests. Just the anxiety of having to go through all that stuff to mask and pass a test is something that I don't ever want to have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, honestly, honestly. And so waking up every day and, and waking and baking, you know, you see that you don't really do much of anything for the rest of the, for like hours out of the day. You're not accomplishing anything. And that's not some place that I want to be, um, especially where I'm going at. I'm going in my life now. So, you know, but disclaimer, listen, if you smoke weed, I'm hey, I'm all for it. Whatever floats your boat and makes you happy and makes you feel good. I still think people should do whatever they want to do with their bodies. And I'm not judging you. I'm not a doctor in any way. But if you are dealing with mental health, depression and things like that, marijuana is not the answer. It really isn't because it could trigger things to go the opposite way. Let me know how you feel about this. 240-719-2560. Um, because, you know, I, I would never turn my back on my fellow potheads, you know, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it could be a good thing, but it's a double edged sword. So anyway, we have a lot of new music going on today. Of course, I'm going to play just Paul, but also I have Bobby Garcia of the Garcia family, who I know from, uh, Mr. Cheeks and the Lost Boys. We went on tour together and he's dropping some new music and he would like to come down here also and possibly perform. So you definitely want to do that in the next segment, but really quick, we have so much to talk about. Let's talk about this, um, um, Kardashian situation. <laughs> and I know everybody's sick of hearing about the Kardashians. I'm sick of hearing about the Kardashians. It's probably the last time you ever hear me talk about them. But I just wanted to say, you know, you have Khloe Kardashian, you have her baby daddy. And of course, there was some, you know, interesting things going on with her sister's best friend, whose name is Jordan. And apparently something went on and it was this whole big story. And there was a hashtag called Free Tristan Thompson. Because it's like, He's called third, tri third trimester Tristan because he left his own baby's mother allegedly for Chloe. And then when she was in her last trimester, he was found cheating on her with a couple women up here in DC. Um, and it just says to me how much, you know, when is a, a, a enough enough, you know? When, how many times do you have to really get publicly cheated on in order for, you know, you to decide to put your foot down and say enough is enough? I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. It's humiliating and I, and I really feel bad for her. But at the same token, uh, the Kardashians get a lot of drama for dating black men and having a Kardashian curse. And I always say, listen, the only people hating on the Kardashians for dating black men are black women. I mean, let's just be honest. And I'm always, you know, I always have the unpopular opinion, the one that I always get shit for and people always want to attack me for. But just like I say to a regular, everyday, regular, schmegular white girl who dates black men and gets a bunch of heat, if you want those problems, sis, have them. Um, so, I mean, honestly, if you're being cheated on by your man, I mean, just welcome to, to us. Welcome to what, you know, we deal with. And it's not always a, a pleasant experience. Um, and sometimes, you know, you feel in your heart that you have that forgiveness. I don't. So if I'm, I don't really think I've ever been cheated on in my entire life, Ron. I really can't tell you. So, I mean, I've never caught anyone that I've ever been with. I've only had two boyfriends, though, anyway. So I've never, you know, uh, felt maybe that hurt and that pain. But I just don't know. I can't relate. I can't identify with a woman who continues to take back somebody who, you know, cheats on her, especially in a public forum. Um, and I feel like, you know, it takes um, some self-esteem to be able to deal with that. But I feel like also people are way too 
immersed in celebrity relationships, too, too worried about what's going on in the lives of other people to deal with their own stuff and kind of pushing on their own stuff, you know, onto, you know, others. When every single day a woman takes back a man who cheats on her every single day and, and, and blames the other woman, which is, you know, textbook. That's exactly what Chloe did. Blame Jordan Woods and blamed her. She's a 21 year old girl while Chloe is my age. We're in our mid thirties. I would never, you know, attack a 21 year old or blame her for the breakup of my relationship or my family because come on now when I was 21 did I give a damn probably not um was I seeking out other people's men or husbands or no nothing like that but come on I was living my best life and for an older woman to kind of look at me as though I just am this terrible person I think that's wrong as a grown adult woman you have to face what you have to look inward and figure out what's going on with you because if it wasn't Jordan it'd be somebody else let's talk about Cardi B who I never talk about either she took back offset after he was planning on having a, a threesome with some other girls publicly and chose to take him back and, and and again what they're saying is I don't have any children but each of them just had a baby it's more than just the two of them so maybe women are inclined to take back the baby father because they want to keep their family together or they feel like it was just like offset was saying you know it's it's a lot more politics that goes into it forgiveness comes from the fact that you want your child to have a father or whatever but i feel like you, your child can still have that bond and relationship because what does that teach your child if her father is allowed to cheat on you and you look at the case of say bow wow and how he was talking about on his show, you know, he, he is physically, you know, fighting these girls, uh, allegedly. He got, just got arrested for that. Um, and, you know, cheating and not being able to communicate with them. And, you know, he never had a father figure growing up. And the ones that he did have were in and out of his life. And my thing is, is that that must have started, you know, it, his mother... And maybe other people around him, like Snoop, who raised him as a, as a father, and, and other people in his life, probably maybe should have taken that initiative and that responsibility, because Snoop has been married for 30 years. Maybe he should have taken that initiative to teach these gentlemen how to treat a woman, because all he has seen is uh, somebody who has been abusive and, and, and disrespectful towards his mother. So I just kind of learned from other people and know that when I have a child, it's my worst fear is that I have a child with somebody I absolutely cannot stand, I absolutely cannot be with, who treats me like garbage, who, you know, who doesn't treat me as, a, as an equal or anything like that, and have to deal with that for the next 18 years. But what I won't do is stay in a relationship with somebody who does not treat me in the way that I deserve. So my daughter or my son sees that that's how women are treated, because these millennials, you know, they're quick to beat on their girlfriend. They're quick to call a woman out of their name you know, what was it? I did a, I, I um, guest hosted a show uh, two days ago at the other radio station. They called me in to do a guest hosting gig. And we were talking about um, this new rapper called Blueface and he's a crip and all this stuff like that or whatever. And, you know, it, there was a kid who chimed in and said he was a crip and he called me old and I don't know anything about hip hop these days and rap and whatever and was just being completely disrespectful to me over somebody he doesn't know, a rapper he's never probably going to meet, but made sure he called me out of my name, this young millennial kid, you know, and, and, and they don't have any problem with disrespecting uh, people who are 10 years, 15 years older than them, you know. I had a close personal friend who 
I've only done a couple, I'd say three interviews in my day because I'm not somebody who does personal interviews about myself. But I did an interview with a local um, station who is now defunct. And one of the guys made sure that he said some shady shit to me. And he's a grown man, but he's younger than me. And somebody who I considered a peer in this and a friend in this. And I won't name any names. He knows who he is. And I'm sure he's off somewhere talking shit about me on all of his, you know, Instagram Facebook, Twitter posts, because that's what he does to get attention. Um, and he decided to call me all these names. I'm a bitter old lady and I'm stupid and I'm this. Because after these millennials lose an argument with somebody who um, can argue or debate intellig intelligently, that's how it usually is. When somebody loses a debate with me, it's like, well, you're ugly. You're stupid. You're old. And I was just like, wow, you know, people do whatever they can to try to bring you down. But you know, calling me old in this body really isn't doing much because I'm like aging like fine wine is all I'm saying. Um, and I don't want to tell his now wife exactly what he used to say to me um, before I became a bitter old lady. Um, but we won't go there. My thing is, the point is, is that let's teach these young men. And I was telling that kid, like, you are going to war with this man. You say, you know, people don't understand. I'm from California, so I understand the gang life. I understand, you know what it's like to be in the streets. I retired from all of that because you get tired of looking over your shoulder. You get tired of holding weapons for your man. You get tired of running from the law. You get tired of all these different things, uh, the fights and, and all this type of stuff, you know, just for the sake of protecting people um, who you call your family, which is great. And, and I have no problem with that. But these new youngsters who are all claiming to be gang related just don't have any respect for the OGs who came before them and especially the women. And I figure like if you're going to be gang related, if you're going to be in any parts of it, we need our OGs now to teach these gentlemen and these young ladies to have some respect for the people who came before them because it's not like it used to be. You can lose your life really quickly off the off, you know, the notion of just being disrespectful because you don't know where I came from. You don't know where that person came from. You got people in one weekend over here in D.C. Um, who are not necessarily gang related, but, you know, shooting people with, you know, just shooting blindly in crowds like, you know all and yelling, you know, and uh, yelling some sort of gang relation and stuff like that. And it's making, you know, Bloods and Crips look bad, I guess, if that's something you can say, um, if that's something that really can happen. So instead of me getting angry with these kids, instead of me going back and forth and chiming in, I just say, listen, young blood, go back to school because this ain't the life you want. Um, you defending these artists like Cardi B or YG or Nipsey or Blueface or anybody whom I have the utmost respect for can really get you in some heated trouble. And like I said to him, you might want to go back to school because this ain't it. Arguing online about you know being affiliated and, and putting your stuff out there. There's a guy that I really, 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 really liked. You know, I really liked him. And we've dated and we've did our thing. And, you know, I saw a future with us and it was great. But all he ever posts about is being a part of this or that. And, you know, with his flag showing and the weapons and the drugs and all this stuff and like putting all that on social media for literally for the police to, to bang on your door. And my thing is, is that I don't have a problem with being with anybody, you know, um, 
whatever you choose is whatever you choose. But if that's all you have going for you, if that's all you have to identify with, if I'm constantly going to have to be with you and, and be afraid for, uh, there's a, a meme that says, you know, no woman should feel like she's a part of death row records when she dates you. And that's not someplace I want to be because I'm older. And these young girls who are thinking that it's a, this, this, glamorous life, you know, being, you know, with the dude that's gang related, like, sure, there's money and there's free weed and drugs and whatever floats your boat, but there's also murder. There's also jail. There's also prison. There's also a lot of things that you have to go through. And I'm here because lots of people don't want to talk about it, but I'll talk about it. Think about yourself and your life and your kids before you put yourself in that situation. And us as the older generation need to make sure that we guide these cats in, in the right proper direction, whether it be still being within this set or going off and doing a little bit something better with your life at the same damn time. I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll come right back. I said, first of all, and I know that he's watching, shout out to Bobby, Bobby Garcia. I'm going to play some music um, that he sent to me recently. If you want your music played on Fantastic Live Show, if you want to perform on our awesome stage, um, give me a call. Um, hit me up at Fantastic Live or at Franticeo505. Click the link in my bio and register, and my assistant will get back to you, and you will be seen across the country. I have such a huge audience that I appreciate, and I'm so grateful for and um, just sign up and come with me because you can be just like Bobby who's getting his free shine, getting his free promotion um, by being here and just sending it to me. So here we are. Let us not, without further ado, here's my man of the Garcia family, Bobby, with Better Better. We all wanna live better. Better life for my mom. Better life for those kids. Everything looking better, better. That's just how I wanna live. Better life for my girl. Better life for her friends. Everything looking better, better. That's just how I wanna live. Better life for my fam. Better life for my men. Everything looking better, better. That's just how I wanna live. That's just how I wanna live. That's just how I wanna live. That's how I wanna live. That's how I wanna live. Had to stop a lot to make it better for the family. Uh -huh. Jalen in Miami. Yep. Baby Bobby understand me. Yep. Oldest daughter can't stand me. Cause the daddy on the job. In a hood I'm a boss. I don't need no new friends. Too many friends I lost. Grab a cop a crib before I cop a Porsche. I ain't cop from work cause I gotta knock it off. Hit my man Dolph, if he happy, I don't care what he do with it True living, I'm true driven There's no way they can stop me now They try to knock me down a thousand times And a thousand times I got right back up Right in the club with the Henny in the cup Beanie on the wrist, how I'm giving it up Doing a mummy dance with an ass in touch Pretty little thing, fast and rough Lady buff, red Porsche truck Angie Martinez, Lady Luck Forever had that money like Asian struck How we gonna stop, we not giving up We bad boys, just like Puff Funk Flex, DJ enough New York, we need it back Better, better than it ever been. No, I'ma bring it back. Better, better than we ever did. New York to get money. If they fall, fall, fall away from them dead. Better life for my mom. Better life for those kids. Everything looking better, better. That's just how I wanna live. Better life for my girl. Better life for her friends. Everything. 
everything looking better, better. That's just how I wanna live. Better life for my fam. Better life for my men. Everything looking better, better. That's just how I wanna live. That's just how I wanna live. That's just how I wanna live. That's how I wanna live. That's just how I wanna live. I done came up for shit, but if I'm gonna grind for something, let's make a better life for those kids, better life for my moms, better life just to live, I just pray to make it better, better, I just pray that I never let up, I just pray to get the cheddar cheddar, I just pray that this ain't a setup, niggas hating when you get your bread up, Cuddy told me gotta hold your head up, save your money when you throw your bread up, I just wanna live better, 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 better than I ever did, I just wanna take you on a couple places, places we ain't never I just wanna pop a couple bands, type of money, money we ain't never spend. Tell my baby that I got the ring, God blessing him and he ain't gotta sing. All this losing, man, I gotta win. Feeling like I'm on top again. When you find your flow, you just drop the Ride the beat like you ride the wind. Me and BOB, we been hot for years. My family shit like we're rocking here. Still rocking with them like rocket chairs. Lick the shot for those not in here. Feeling like I lost a lot this year. Still right before who we got in here. Better life for my mom. Better life for those kids. Everything looks Better, better, that's just how I wanna live. Better life for my girl, better life for her friends. Everything looking better, better, that's just how I wanna live. Better life for my fam, better life for my men. Everything looking better, better, that's just how I wanna live. 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 That's just how I wanna live.
Thank you, Ma. Shout out to Missy Elliott. Uh, I know I'm going to get blocked, YouTube, but I don't give a f no, um, it is what it is. Everybody, welcome back to the Fantastic Live Show. We got to get out of here in a couple minutes to make room for the talk around town. Um, shout out to my guys there. Um, great show. We, um, and every single week, each and every Saturday, I'm going to be here from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. Make sure that you're tuning in. Make sure you give me a call. Um, during the break, we made sure we dropped some new music from my LB fam, the Lost Boys fam. Um, shout out to Bobby and Bobby Garcia. I'm so grateful to be able to have been on tour with the Lost Boys. I'm so grateful for them to come down here, finally, before I hurt them, um, to sit in and do a nice uh, interview with me. I would love to interview Cheeks. He's a really good person. And uh, just stay tuned for that. I'm going to drop it, and you're not going to know when. Really quickly, let's talk about R. Kelly. I know we shouldn't talk about R. Kelly, but I have unpopular opinions, and I want them to be stated. Um, we learned this week that R. Kelly did do his interview with uh, Gail, Oprah's girlfriend, um, and it was a very uh, emotional interview. And people, you know, when I write on there, I put like a little sad face and people are like, well, do you believe him? And remember I talked about it. I don't know if I talked about it last time, but there was somebody's manager um, who I'm really close friends with and she is a woman. And whenever I said a couple of things about not agreeing with some situations, like, uh, uh, you know, these grown women going into a sex dungeon and, and, and wanting to blame R. Kelly for it, you know, I had these grown women telling me that I should be abused and I should be raped. And it was really a shocker to have women say that to me. Um, I, we're not defending R. Kelly in any way. But what I am saying is, is that what goes for one has to go for all. Let's talk about Jerry Lee Lewis. Let's talk about, you know, Elvis, you know. And these people also, you know, married and slept with women, you know, uh, young girls at a young age. And, you know, we got to make sure that we are not necessarily saying, okay, it's, it's okay because these, you know, white men did it. But at the same token, you have to make sure that you are paying attention to what's really going on. Uh, R. Kelly was a, uh, allegedly abused from the age of being seven till he was, you know, a teenager by his own sister. And he is mentally stunted at that age and he can't read and he can't write and nobody ever got this man help. And in the end, like, Let's focus on the mental part of it and figure out where this is coming from, why he is doing it. And if he did do this consciously, uh, he should be under the jail. But as far as me not being able to play his music or be a fan of his music and people judging me for that, eat off. Because I feel like there's, his music has nothing to do with who he is personally. Um, and so I can separate the two, which is why I can have you know, relations with men and not fall in love with them. It's the same thing. Hey! <laughs> because you can separate the two. It doesn't always have to be some emotional connection. And that really made me sound like a hoe. But you know what? Whatever. In saying that, if I were to listen to all these music and all these songs, <laughs> how you doing? Um, it, it, I wouldn't listen to, uh, let's say, uh, Pimp C, I wouldn't listen to, you know, uh, what is it, anybody from Cash Money back in the day talking about, you know, beating hoes up and, and doing all this other type of stuff to them. I'm able to separate that from who they really are because then we would cancel everybody. Um, so I just want to let everybody know who has given me all this flack and hard time. I'm not siding with R. Kelly, but his music should be separate, and I know how to do that. And for you to condemn me because I still want to step, step, side to side, sorry. 
Um, so anyway, I will be back next week here to cause and stir up some more trouble. We will talk about a lot of new things going on, including the reality show that I'm still filming over at Stadium Club. Naked 365 is coming soon to a uh, local um, uh, channel near you. We're going to have the, um, what is it, the, uh, the, the date, the, we're going to be throwing a private party for everybody whenever we do launch the first episode. So make sure that you tune in. This is going to be amazing for DC. We want to put on DC and make sure that it's in a positive way, even if it has to do with strippers. Uh, anyway, everybody, I'm MC Fran or Frantastic, whichever one floats your boat. Make sure you're back here at VoxWave.com here at Star Imports. I'm so grateful and thankful to be back, back like I never left. And I appreciate everybody for still tuning in and showing me the love and affection and all the fans. I will always be here for you, and I'll see you next week.